Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Ba'ez Pnimi, Joint Share Number 1. That's the Joint Share, meaning it's going to be posted both for men and the women, Number 1. And we're going to talk today about how to improve intimacy in marriage. One needs to know that intimacy is not sex, and sex is not intimacy. They seem to be mixed up in people's minds a lot, could be intertwined somewhat but they're two distinct separate things. Very often, one needs to understand that a lack of sex in a marriage alone does not cause, in most cases, divorce or weakening in the marriage as much as a lack of intimacy does. Most divorces are caused not necessarily solely on a lack of sex, but rather a lack of intimacy. There's a big difference between the two. And one needs to learn how to rebuild and work towards opening up your emotional connection with your husband and with your wife in an intimate way. And then, when you do that, then the sexual aspects have a deeper meaning and are inherently a beautiful thing. But the key of it is intimacy. And these are skills that can be learned by all of you, by everybody. Does not require money, does not require therapy, does not require even a coach. It's things that you can do on your own. If you want to have a great marriage, then you need to work on creating it together and you commit to that. You want a great marriage, so let's create it. Let's work on it together. So one tool in promoting intimacy to reignite it if it felt that it was lost or to get it there in the first place is to schedule time protected time every day even if it's a small amount of time in a hectic life still have to take that time out 15 minutes whatever maybe 30 minutes maybe Shabbosim or Sundays if you have more time longer, whatever it is, just the two of you to spend time together each and every day. Time together means really connecting with one another without the distractions of the phones and things like that. And to listen without interruption. That when your husband or wife talks to you, and shares what they need to share, you listen to them without interruption. That itself promotes and creates an intimacy. And as you are listening to what your spouse is telling you, before you respond, you, it, you feel you need to say something at, you know, after listening to what they're saying, you think about this. You ask yourself, if what you're going to say is, number one, true, number two, is it important, and number three, is it kind? And if it is any of those things, if it is a true thing you want to say back to your husband or wife who's talking to you as you're listening, if it is true, and it is important, and it is a kind thing to say, then you respond. And if you if it's not, or you're not sure, or if you, you know, then 
Just continue listening. And you don't have to say anything. Here is the times where it's important to know that there are times where you don't need to say things if you don't yet have that constructive thing to say. And just the listening itself to really show your husband and wife, I am here for you. I am listening and I want to be with you and hear what you have to say creates a tremendous intimacy with one another. Another thing that you could do together to promote intimacy is whether to listen to music together or do any activity together that would bind the two of you. It could be as simple as taking walks or biking or whatever it is, activity that you could do together. And another aspect to promote intimacy, as we said all the way in the beginning, that even though sex is not intimacy and intimacy is not sex, but what's important for both husband and wife is that when you are sexual, when it comes to the time when you are sexual with one another, the main primary focus in that sexual experience is on pleasing your partner instead of yourself. The focus needs to be on how, to, if you're the husband, how to make my wife feel good and special, not my own pleasure. And the wife too. She, of course, she's meant to receive and she ha needs to have her needs fulfilled. But also it's how I can receive gracefully and how I could please my husband. Both of them when sexual, if the main focus is on pleasing the partner instead of yourself, that creates intimacy because that's the main goal of sex. You could say it's to fulfill the biological need, also true, paspasaloi, also true, other types of psychological needs that sex does have benefits for. All of this is true. But the, the nothing comes close to the tayelas of the sexual experience, which is the connection of it. That's the, in the scheme of things, that's the real most deepest and most important thing to gain from the sexual experience is the connection, the emotional connection that could come through that vehicle of the sexual experience. So again, that when you're sexual, and and if you're if this is especially so true if both of them are doing this together meaning that they both have the same focus if the husband is truly focusing on pleasing his wife not himself and the wife is focusing on pleasing the husband and not herself that's the main focus of it it'll end up being wonderful and growing tremendously intimate with one another. We'll talk in other shiurim where there's nothing wrong whatsoever and even healthy when you want to express a need of what you feel you want. Even though superficially it may sound selfish, it is not. That could also breed intimacy. That's why I say main focus. Main focus is to please your partner. But that you want to enjoy the experience yourself and you want to talk it over and to express your needs so that your spouse could fill them, that's also a healthy thing. But that's the main nakuda is, though, is I'm here 
that with this experience that my spouse, my husband, if I'm the wife, my wife, if I'm the husband, should have that pleasing, pleasurable experience. And that's my main focus. Another thing also, which is a good thing that enhances intimacy, is one needs to know if, let's say, you have a bigger mishpacha, or you have a lot of guests. There are a lot of people that have a lot of guests for Shabbos, or a lot of people over for Shabbos. It's very, very important, let's say you buy the Shabbos table, to still do your best to give your wife or your husband constant eye contact, more than anyone else. People don't realize how important this is. Very often it's forgotten. The wife and husband love each other and they have busy lives with each other. But when they have guests or it's their own children or grandchildren or in-laws or, you know, whatever, the daughter-in-laws, son-in-laws, and can I know her especially yuntiv with the whole mishpocha there and, and or it's a places hopping and, and, or a seder or, or any, any type of thing. Or a public event like a sheva brachas where whatever, every culture is different. If they happen to have a mixed seating, mixed, mixed meaning of couples, are sitting together, but husband and wife are sitting together or, or across from each other, however it is. But I'm more talking about home also, to give each other eye contact during the Suda and to communicate, no matter how much you're communicating with the people around you and you're schmoozing with your guests or with your children or your in-law, but the spouses, each other, need to connect with eye contact and to have some kind words towards you, towards each other. And that also increases intimacy. Another aspect is, is to tell your spouse frequently what you admire about them and what you love about them, how much they mean to you. Sometimes it's like pulling teeth. And very often, I'm talking to the both of you, but stereotypically, some men have this issue. They have a very, very difficult time expressing their emotions, they'd rather crack a joke or, you know, be sarcastic. They want to say, I love you and I admire you, but they just can't get the words out. And it's many reasons for it, whatever it is. And we could get into that a different time. That's not the point of this year right now, but you have to get past it. <laughs> you have to get past it. And there's some women like that too. Although women stereotypically are more free in expressing their emotions but there are women also that have the more intellectual mindset about them. And they are more, normally it appears that the husband is more intellectual or quote-unquote cold, and the wife is more warm. Sometimes it's reverse. Sometimes you have it reverse, where the wife is more intellectual or more of a thinker or more externally cold than the husband is. And she then needs to learn how to express and say, I love you, I care about you, and you mean so much to me. And then here is one etza about intimacy that really promotes intimacy that is really, really, really key. And that is the vulnerability of asking your spouse for help with your weaknesses instead of defending them. Now, again, this takes courage. And this takes a spouse that is hearing this. If you're hearing from your spouse, please help me. I have a problem. I need the help. And sometimes you have to decide together, we'll get outside help for something. But if it's something that they could work internally to get the help, and the husband, as an example, okay, could go either way. Husband is telling the wife, 
There's something I need help with this. This is a weakness I have. That itself is very vulnerable, very hard for him to do. For a wife also to acknowledge a weakness. But instead of defending it, to acknowledge it, I have it. People are afraid of doing it because sometimes when you express a weakness, if you're a manipulative type of person or if you get your, your faults overwhelm you sometimes, you may use a weakness that you know of somebody else to hurt them later. And that's why they say to themselves, why should I tell my spouse and open up a can of worms and talk about something that I'm, I need your help with? Now, I'm not talking about talking about things that are totally unnecessary, you know, like something you did in fifth grade or something bad, you know, or something that, let's say, a mistake you made in the day and you'll never repeat, and there's no point of telling your spouse those type of things. I'm talking more of an ongoing issue where this weakness is indeed there and very often your husband or wife knows about it already. But to go over to your spouse and ask for help or, or to work through to get help and to help me with it is, is, a, is, 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 is a tremendous vulnerable point that really promotes intimacy. We learn to build each other and that's really a breakthrough in a marriage. Another way also to promote intimacy is if you went, let's say, on a in the early years of your marriage or a few years ago on a wonderful vacation, or you went to specific areas, this particular park where it was beautiful and you had such a great time together, or this particular restaurant, or this particular hotel, whatever it was, you had that experience, even if it was years and years ago, it's Kedai to go on your next vacation, to go to that same, to reignite those memories, to go to the same specific place where you had so much of that connection, or to that park again, or to that very restaurant where you both enjoyed it immensely, or to that hotel, and you try to relive that experience. So though sometimes with vacation you want to try something new different times, that's also good. But if you happen to have a unique particular point where you really had a vacation or you went a place or you, you know, that you had these wonderful experiences, it's could die to go back to it and say, you know, let's go back to those places to reawaken those memories that we had. That also could help. And remember, this was part of what we said before about the vulnerabilities, that you have opportunity to build your spouse up rather than to tear them down, Khalila. That is really the Nakuda, to build the, your husband or wife and not Khalila to tear them down. And there's so much to say about that one concept. Part of, I think, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling you is, I am giving you an Ashama the Zivig Menashemayim for you, I need you to build him or her up, build yourselves, build each other up. That is a tremendous sight in the marriage to build each other up. You have an opportunity to build each other up and never chalila tear each other down. If there's a problem, you work out it in a way that could build each other up. Another thing that's an Eitzah that I heard that I think is a beautiful thing when it's not the need period, guitar, sometimes before going to bed, whatever it is, you hold hands, or you daven together. Now when it says that if you daven for 
others first, you get, if you daven for others, you get answered first. That is very, very true. Of course, you always need to daven for others. But afterwards, you could daven for yourself too. Right? So there's an Indian to daven for yourself. So a couple together, davening together, or holding hands and davening together, it, if they could do that, is also to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They put their both hearts to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They let's daven together. We have a problem. You hold your hands, and you, you, you both, let's say, are davening. Let's say you're worried about a particular child that is starting a new yeshiva, that should have atzlacha. You hold hands together, and you daven together. Ask for Shlomo, please give um, you know our son the or this the the siyata the shmaya that it should be with Hatzlocha or Nuzman or with the daughter whatever you want to daven for together. It also besides creating a band to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, it creates a bond to one another, creates a bond to each other. Some people again, it's hard for some people to do, but I it, it's it's a beautiful thing, and it doesn't have to be done. And it doesn't have to be done often, but you know when people blench either Erev Shab every Friday night, sometimes Erev Yom Kippur, and they bench their children, put their hands on the head, and they give them a tremendous bracha, especially Erev Yom Kippur. And each child, and you pour your heart out, and you're crying, and you're asking your rechach simchalakim kefrayim chamnasha or kesarik rifkarach avaleya, and they should all be healthy. They should have parnasa berevach, and that they should uh, be oivir Hashem, and everything that you're pouring into them as you're giving these brachas. Once in a while, it can't hurt. You do the same thing for your spouse. I don't know. I'm not saying you necessarily have to put your hands on her head or his on his head, or however you do it with some physical, when it's not the need to period, with some physical connection with it, somehow holding the hands or putting your hand on her head or just caressing or something and just just give shower brachas on your spouse once in a while make it every Erev Rosh or short period Erev Erev Shabbos or certainly Erev Yom Kippur in the privacy of your of, of you know of your own room no one else could, needs to be there we just give each other brachas no, you know not even besides the mechila parts of things which we're not going into now but simply brachas that you should be gebenched and you should be healthy and well, and you should have kol yomal Hashem kol moshal v'seinu l'sechel l'toiva. Hashem should help Baruch Hashem that Mitzvah Hashem. Let's say you should, should have. We should have parnasa b'revach that you. I could give you Mitzvah Hashem. should help. You should have everything you need. I'm asking Hashem for it. It's a tremendous thing. How it that really, really could create a tremendous closeness to one another if you give each other brachas like that, and to daven for each other. And all of these things. So, this is these are all aspects of eitzos to do to in, increase and enhance intimacy, true intimacy. And to go back to the summarize everything I just said in w- within two minutes is as follows: Intis, intimacy is not sex, and sex is not intimacy. A lack of sex alone, though sex is important. But that doesn't cause divorce or khalila or, or damage in marriage as much as lack of intimacy does. Most divorces take place because of a lack of intimacy in an extended period of time. You can rebuild and work towards opening your emotional connections with intimacy. 
Number one, schedule protected time just for the two of you to spend time together each day. Number two, listen without interruption. Number three is when you're listening and you feel you need to say something before you respond, ask yourself, is it true? Is it important? And most importantly, is it kind? And then you could say it. And if not, just continue to listen. Listen, do a task together, whether listening to music together, do an activity together, just the two of you to bond by doing that activity. When sexual, focus primarily on pleasing your partner as opposed to pleasing yourself. As the goal in sex is the key of it is, although there's other aspects to it, the communication and the emotional connection is the real key there. And if you have a Shabbos table with a lot of guests and everything, or you're at a vart together, whatever it is, just whatever, make sure to have eye contact with one another and communicate somehow with each other, no matter how many people are there. And tell your spouse frequently what you admire, love about them, and what, how much they, they mean to you. And to get to the point where you have, feel safe, both of you, to be vulnerable with each other and to ask your spouse for help for you, with your weaknesses instead of defending them. And never, Khalilu, use that if you, if your husband or wife had the courage to admit a weakness to you, never ever use that as a, as a weapon to hurt your spouse. Rather take that and say, it's an honor that you shared that with me. And I'm going to do everything I can to help. We'll work on it together. We'll help you together. Never, Khalilu, use that because that's what they're afraid of. Why should I tell you something that will hurt me later and you took the risk and did tell and speak about it and share it openly and Khalila to use that to hurt you only use that to help thank you for telling me this we'll work on it together we'll build each other up try to find a place where you had a wonderful memories before to reenact it and go there again remember you have an opportunity to build each other up rather than tear each other down Pray together, hold hands while you're praying together, give each other tremendous brachas. Hatzlochem brachas.